So everyone falls in love with trailing stops because these are the big trades where we get involved at the bottom and they just slowly wiggle their way up to the top and we just make money hand over fist the entire time. In this podcast, I'm going to talk to you about the reality of trail stops and why it's not as glorious as you may think. Now, this content is for my live trading room, so you may hear some technical talk. Just ignore that. But if you do want to get involved with us, www.tier1trading.com. You can hop in both the London and the New York live trading room as part of your trial membership. Maybe right here, if the spread got you, this is the only one. Right. This is this is our previous outside return. So you're trailing after after each new structure low is created. So that then you trail from previous outside return. Ooh, get back in there. Does that make sense, guys? If you're not familiar with active trade management, if you're if you're trailing on outside returns, as soon as that new structure low is created here, you move your stops above the previous outside return. Because if the previous outside return is broken, that's a signal that your trend is violated. If your trend is violated. You don't want to be in a trend continuation trade, right? So the negative side of it is sometimes like this sucks where you get an extended move and you're like, yeah, making money, baby. But then your stop loss is all the way up here because there is the potential that this happens. And that does happen. I don't know how many guys have ever trailed. That does happen. And that sucks because I'll tell you what. And this is what Andrew is trying to avoid. If your entry is right here, lower, low, lower close right? Your trail stop is at about 32 pips of profit, right? Which all profit is good. Don't get me wrong. But your open position profit is 150 pips. Now, let me ask you this question. Are you feeling good within your mind being up 150 pips and then only making 32 on a trade? Hmm. Hmm. Nope. And again, this was the dilemma. If you followed the Q&As we did with Andrew, this this was the thing that bothered him. He was trying to find the best of both worlds where he wanted the big trails, but he hated giving it back like this. And this was something that bothered me earlier in my trading career when I traded a, I traded a mechanical system. I think it was called the paint bar study, OG, if you remember that. The M, M4, M4T, MPT paint bar study, where it was a, a trend continuation uh, setup. And it caught some really good trends. And it had some really cool colors on the chart. That was cool. It'd be like, it'd be like gray if it was neutral, red, bullish, blue, bearish. I traded the big mo too. That, I think the big mo was the the evolution of that, I wanna I wanna I wanna say. MPT. Yeah. Cause the MTP, I I think I, I traded that when I wasn't supposed to be trading. I think I was I was learning how to trade, but I was trading that in the background at the same time. Don't tell anybody. Um I traded the big mo after that. But um, in both scenarios, what stunk is like, now I traded on higher time frames too. So there would, be, there would be times where I would be up like 300 pips. And then I'd end up making 20 on the trade because of reversals and trails. And that wrecked me mentally, man. Like that wrecked me. Like a win's a win, but it, it, this, it's when a win feels like a loss. That's the problem. Your losses feel like losses, and then your wins feel like losses. And that's the tough part. If, if we want to have the discussion between... So there's always this discussion between 
counter trend trading and trend continuation trading. And one is good, one is bad, right? One is evil, a lot of fun stuff, right? It doesn't really matter. But even with trend continuation trading, right? I've always said this, aside from, you know, if you're trading an index or something like that, maybe it's different. I, I always think if you're, if you're trading something that has new equity highs is different. I always think there should be an end game, right? I've never been a fan, especially in the Forex market. If you ever looked at the Forex market, you'll know exactly why. I've never been a fan of not having a target. Now, again, an investment is a different story. If you're investing in an index, that's a different story because it's a long-term, like, just buy and hold. But if you're trading and you don't have a target and you're just looking to get stopped out on trails, you're always going to be met with disappointment, right? You're never not met with disappointment because you're never going to collect the maximum amount of profit that you could have had. Does that statement make sense? You're never going to collect the maximum amount of profit that you could have had. Because if you're trailing, you're never going to get stopped out until the market reverses. So at, at every single trade, you're going to be up a certain amount and you're, only, and you're going to collect a lesser amount. And you're going to feel like a loser, right? And part of trading is, is part uh, an important part of trading. Another underrated aspect of it is confidence, right? You need confidence to trade, right? This is why we talk about, um, and Jason Grayson will tell you this is too, right? So we talk about when we, when we go through all strategy development and all that stuff, right? We talk about having an ideal win rate. You've also heard me say win rate doesn't matter, right? So as far as like profitability, like who cares what your win rate is, right? You could be, I know 20% traders that make more than 70% traders, right? So your win rate doesn't really matter as far as your profitability, but it does matter as far as your psychology. Because I can tell you right now, right? If, I'm a, if, if, I, have a, if I have a system that has a 20% win rate, psh, I'm not lasting, right? We need those wins, many of us, some of us are different. Some of us are built different, but... For me, I need to win a certain amount of the time to feel confident. If not, I'm going to feel I'm going to lose confidence. And when you lose confidence, it opens up the door to all those other psychological errors. So, when you have a system where you're taking direct profits, whether it's a continuation or a counter trend, where you're pinpointing a location and saying, "Hey, I expect price to get here, and if price gets there, then I'm taking money." And it could be multiple levels, right? You feel good about yourself, right? Because you nailed it. And even if the market expands, and that can hurt a little bit, you don't feel like you left money on the table because you got what you came to get, right? At no point in time did you have more, in air quotes, have more, because it's not yours until you exit the trade. At no point in time did you have more than what you ended the trade with. You got the maximum amount. When you when you ID'd the trade and you did your entry stops and targets, you projected there's 150 pips of potential profit. When price got to your profit level, you took 150 pips. You got what you came to get. When you're trailing, and let's say there's no other profit take before that, you're always losing because Bobby's up 150 pips and then he collected 32. That sucks. It doesn't feel like a win. And that's what I mean when your losers feel like losers and your wins feel like losers and you're consistently being bombarded with losing. What do you think that does to your psyche? It destroys it. 
It destroys it. It's like people that have been called ugly their whole life or people that parents said, you can't do this, you can't do that, right? You just, you, you, you come out damaged. So it, it's, 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 it's really tough. It's really tough. Now, again, there are, there are ways around it, right? If you're multiple targets, right? Multiple targets. If you take target one in a set location and then you trail target two, right? It doesn't hurt as much. Why? Because you got what you came for and you understand, hey, that's second position. That's bonus. Right? I told you the story of the trader I read where he would always take profit off at like 10 pips. Just because knowing that he collected some sort of profit psychologically helped him stay with the trade. So there, there, are, there are definitely ways around it. But for those who are only trailing, for those who have the idea where it's like, I'm going to enter this trade and I'm just going to only trail trail stops. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to have a, a set target. You're always going to feel like a loser because you're never going to get the maximum amount of what the market had. Never. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. Right? And it's really, really, really tough. Bobby says... Uh, in testing, it's hard not to get distracted and delusional by the odd big win here or there. And that's the thing. And that's that's another good point not to get on another rant because I've been ranting enough. But that's another reason why manual testing is more beneficial than automated testing. Because I can tell you this, Bobby, right? What if I'm automated testing? And, I, and we always say this in your manual testing, right? You know, if, if, you ha- if you have an outlier win and an outlier loss, right, take them out. See what the results look like without it. But if you're manually testing, and I, I do this too, where you see this, your average win is like 50 pips, and then you got this random big 400 pip win because it never comes back. And you get that once out of the 10 years that you've tested. That's going to skew your results. Right? You may have a system where that one win may have may have given you the results needed to change uh, to take the uh, or to, to follow through the strategy, and it's completely random. It's lucky. I would take it out. I don't. I don't want one big lucky one. I want to. I want to make sure my thing is consistent and sustainable, on average. And if I get that big lucky one in live markets, whoop de doo, great for me. But I don't want to rely on it. I don't want to sit around relying like, okay, once every 10 years, this big win should come. You may not make it 10 years. You may go broke before you ever get that big win. Once again, apologies if there were any technical jargon in there and you couldn't see a chart here on this audio platform. But if you do want to be involved, you can do two things. One, head over to www.tier1trading.com. Check out that 14-day risk-free trial membership. Hop in both the London and the New York Live trading rooms as part of it and experience what we're talking about here. Also, if you're on YouTube, I do a live stream every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday where I look at my top trading idea for the day to come. So subscribe to that YouTube channel, Akil Stokes, and check it out every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 7.30 a.m. New York time.